I'm Chris Holland, and you're listening to the inaugural edition of Film Festival Secrets, the podcast. Uh, with me today is the what's what's your title, Fred? Oh, I'm president of the Kansas City Filmmakers Jubilee, and I'm also the founder. So this is Fred Andrews, who's uh, a founder of the KC Jubilee, and uh, I, I guess of the new KC um, Film Fest. Why don't you tell us a little bit about? Uh, the, the big merger you've got going on with um, the other film festival and maybe a little bit of history behind that. Okay. Um, well, I started the Jubilee uh, as an organization is in its 13th year, and we started out as a primarily a shorts festival oriented towards filmmakers in our local area. We expanded to add shorts from all over the world uh, like three years later, because we wanted to expose the local filmmakers to what their competition would be if they decided to, you know, move outside of their uh, comfort zone, local area, and and we accepted features locally, and um, and then you know, as we've done that, we felt that our audience had plateaued. Plus, the local filmmakers had started making more features. And so we were going to move into the feature area, and we had done some joint programming with the oldest festival in town, the oldest comprehensive festival in town, which was called Film Fest Kansas City. It had always had a strong international component. They were more of a cur- they were a curated festival, not a juried festival, and strictly features. And uh, there. My impression was is that they're organizationally they were they were kind of getting a little burnt out and and uh and I offered I suggested that maybe we merge and uh or combine as they prefer to call it and uh and make a bigger stronger organization and that way if rather than us just doing our own thing and them doing their thing this way we kind of pool the resources uh build on you know pull in their cachet and their audience and uh and we get some good press about because communities tend to like uh and funders like when two organizations combine and and they start sharing resources and it makes fewer competing uh, agencies for support. And so you would characterize it more as a happy marriage than a hostile takeover. Um, yes, I would. I would say that uh, they were they were very open. They were very eager to to uh, make the uh, you know to work on the combination. And you know, I'm sure there's going to be a little bumps in philosophy and so forth because we were a totally different kind of festival than they were because we were juried, we had panels, we had visiting artists and and uh and we had year round programming where they were a one time a year curated festival that tended more towards while we like the international part of their programming, their their more domestic programming tended towards the more Hollywood uh commercial fair as opposed to uh independent which is is uh our our strength and 
focus. So, uh, so, so I take it some of the things that made KCG really uh, unique, like the the cinema jazz program, things like that, will will remain intact. Oh yes, the cinema jazz, the the cross cut, which is our women's program, and we'll continue to have panels and seminars. Uh, we do year-round. We have a year-round program of master classes uh, where we bring in um, uh, film professionals in screenwriting or editing or or production or directing and so forth, and they put on a two-day class uh, for local, regional people interested in that and those specific uh, creative and craft or business areas. And so uh, try, what we try to do, the Jubilee's focus is to raise the capacity of the local filmmakers to make more and better films, while also providing audiences a chance to see work that they would not otherwise get to see. Um, you know, stuff that they aren't going to see coming on uh, to the local art house in, in Kansas City as more art house screens per capita than quite a few other cities. And, um, you know, they might catch it on, on cable or Netflix if they hold out, but we tend to do the more independent and, and, uh, uh, unique type programming. That's or that's what our focus is. Yeah. So, uh, what are the kinds of films that tend to do well in your experience for your your local audiences? Well, we try to we try we've generally not had a a basic theme like all horror or anything like that. We've liked to give them a broad exposure, uh, not only uh, of national and international. This year, we've got films from over twenty countries already submitted for consideration. That doesn't mean we're going to show all of them. Uh, but it's nice to see that, you know, we're getting a pretty broad, uh, reach in getting stuff submitted. And now we look for unique storytelling and, and, uh, the best stuff tends to have strong characters, strong stories, you know, not, uh, because they're, they tend to be independent. Um, they don't generally don't have a lot of money behind them. They don't have you know the special effects the the uh car chases and explosions and things like that but uh um the uh i mean my my individual interests and and i'm i'm not as involved with the programming as i used to be we have a programming committee now that works on a lot of that is i've always been more intrigued with the foreign films just because of their different take on storytelling. For some reason, their their look and feel is different than American look and feel. And when you've seen so much stuff, you know, I'm more intrigued by the stuff that is, that's a little more challenging, teasing, and, and that sort of thing. But, uh, uh, I've also been amazed, especially on the animation, how uh, the 2D animation tends to be the stronger work story-wise than the ones that are so focused on the uh, uh, 
3D or 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 heavy CGI stuff because they're really more involved in the cool look as opposed to actually storytelling. And uh, uh, I've, that's just something I've noticed over time. And uh, and they've and the those that are strong in storytelling tend to do better with audiences and with our judges. Tell me more about the, the cinema jazz uh, section. How did that come about? And uh, what specifically are you looking for in films that you program in that section? Well, um, Kansas city has a strong heritage in, in jazz and blues and they've, you know, they have, uh, you know, count Basie played here. Uh, uh, Charlie Parker, um, they have a very strong jazz heritage and, you know, 18th and Vine, there's, you know, uh, and we still do. And there's the American Jazz Museum here. And for years, I wondered why that no one has done a film series while they've had the jazz festivals going on. So finally, I decided, well, if no one else is going to do it, we might as well try. And uh, And I had researched and there was only one current film festival that focused strictly on jazz, and that was in Miami. There had been one in Denver, uh, but it didn't appear to be uh, currently operating. And occasionally some of the actual music festivals had some screenings, but they weren't, uh, that's not, wasn't their primary purpose. So my idea was to, okay, let's, let's build that connection with our jazz community and and let's get films that focus on jazz because there's a lot of great jazz films out there. I mean, historically, going back to Little Soundies, which were originally kind of like uh, music videos you have today. Uh, you may occasionally see those on cable. Um, you know, they were like little uh, one reelers uh, before the feature in days of yore, but. Uh, we wanted to try to also encourage local filmmakers to start telling the story of Kansas City jazz. And so we get some of those, and plus we get uh, films from all over the world that are influenced by jazz. They're not all documentaries, though the preponderance of them tend to be. There are some, we've had some great animation that have jazz uh, um, music or themes to them as well as, as some uh, dramas and comedies. Um, it's not just that they have a uh, jazz score, though uh, that's okay too, because usually if you've got the jazz score, it kind of uh, uh, plays into the story or even how they edit it and uh, the way the story flows with the way jazz is kind of improvisational and, and, uh, and so forth. But, uh, uh, we've had those plus we've, we've tried, we've shown, uh, what we call, uh, classic cinema, classic jazz. And the first year we showed, uh, anatomy of a murder, which had a score was the first full film score by Duke Ellington for a feature. He had had done cool. pieces for other films. And then we did, uh, the second year we did uh, uh, Elevator to the Gallows, a French film uh, that was scored by 
um, Miles Davis. And so we also had a retrospective of the Hubley uh, Jazz Animations, which their daughter came in with those. And they were prints, 35 millimeter prints that were on loan from like uh, Museum of Modern Art or one of the major museums there in New York where they had uh, them in their collection. So, you know, we're trying to go historical plus new and and uh, and it's been a lot of fun. We've gotten some very fun pieces and uh, and some local work too. So that's uh, we feel really good about that. And uh, and in addition to just show and besides showing the films, we've also uh, been more proactive in in for our receptions and so forth, having live jazz because it's it's. Uh, uh, a little sterile if you just have jazz on film and when you've got so many great jazz artists here not to uh, use them also. Plus one of our top receptions for several years, even before we started Cinema Jazz, was at the Mutual Musicians Foundation, which is uh, on the historic register and it was the oldest musicians union west of the Mississippi. Count Basie and all of those were formerly members there. and. Uh, um, and our reception is like a midnight jam that they traditionally have starting like at midnight, well, obviously a midnight jam, uh, on Saturday night. And our out-of-town guests have just thought that's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It sounds uh, really cool. So in, in addition to uh, seeing some cool jazz cinema and, and taking in that part of the program, if you're a visiting filmmaker, what, what other things can you look forward to as part of the um, Kansas City Film Fest experience. They visit any barbecue joints? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've had some of our. We have a few people who come every year or or pretty frequently, and they've told me that. Well, the month before we come, Fred, we go. We're going on a vegan diet because we know we're gonna. Our cholesterol is going to go through the roof hitting all the barbecue places, <laughs> and uh, and we've taken some folks on a barbecue tour hitting, you know, three or four different places in a late afternoon through evening. And uh, we've had some folks who were here for several days and they, that's all they ate lunch and dinner. And they hit 12 different uh, barbecue places uh, <laughs> while they were here. And you can go a month hitting a different barbecue place and, and never repeat yourself. And uh, and everybody has their favorites, but uh, sounds no, like a carnivore's delight. Oh yes, oh yes. Um, and uh, you know well, we don't have beaches and mountains and and all of that, but we've got we've got you know blues, jazz, barbecue, and and a pretty laid back environment where uh, folks can feel comfortable, and you know they you leave the theater and there's brew pubs nearby and you can go and you can talk about uh, talk about film or talk about anything you want. Uh, one year we had uh, Dave Redette, who was a uh, animation director for Ardman, and he had done, uh, he was one of the primaries on Chicken Run, and he had brought one of the Chicken Run models, uh, chickens, with him. And after the screening, and he'd done a presentation and so forth, 
he had the chicken run model there at the brew pub near the theater sitting there and people said wow you've got a chicken run doll they said and everybody in unison that's not a doll that's the real chicken from chicken run and it was just funny uh and well, so it uh, sounds like sounds like this is going to be a, a big year of transition for you. Um, yes, it is. Apart from, from just getting through this year's festival, do you have any have any goals for this year or coming year? Well, this year it's, it's, it's more about integration and making sure we can get, do this right. Uh, and uh, so people feel comfortable and and so, you know, we're trying to meld two different cultures. And so we're we're not going to go full bore, big blast, especially with the economy the way it is right now. We want to be careful that we don't overreach. But we see lots of opportunity here. And we're going to push the uh, one of the strongest pieces from Film Fest Kansas City, which we're hoping to, which we're going to incorporate, is the the strong focus on uh, foreign films, as well as we see an opportunity to do some retrospectives of of uh, uh, well-known independent filmmakers who you know who have a body of work, so we can show three or four of their films and do a a major tribute type thing, um, and. Uh, and we're going to keep doing our seminars and workshops. Last year we had a four-day high school filmmaker workshop where at the end they produced a short film and it showed on the on the closing day of the festival. And you know we're working on uh, doing that again and also building towards having a summer film camp for urban youth. So um, we're working in collaboration with the local university and school districts on that. And so, you know, we're we're trying a lot of different things. And well, it sounds um, like you're you're off to a uh, a really great start for a couple of, of really established festivals. It must be an exciting time for you. Oh, it is. And we you know, we're, we'll be the only festival on the Missouri side. Kansas City is kind of is a bi-state city. And um, and so we will be the only festival on the Missouri side with this merger. And there's one other festival that's in the fall that's uh, on the Kansas side. Um, but uh, uh, we're the only one with that's juried that has the full range of films, shorts, features, and visiting artists and panels and re and receptions and and uh workshops and so um you know we try to learn from others uh and uh do what you know do do the best we can and uh well it sounds uh, like you're you're off to a great start well i appreciate uh, that yeah and we're, we keep working at it yep thanks for joining us on the the first edition of the film festival secrets podcast okay and best of luck to you. Well, thank you very much, Chris. Fred Andrews is the founder and president of the Kansas City Jubilee. 
which will combine with the Film Fest KC to become the Kansas City Film Fest in April of 2009. The deadline to submit is December 1st, 2008. Find them at kcjubilee.org. And you can get more information about film festivals and film marketing at our website, filmfestivalsecrets.com. <laughs>